As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The English Premier League is staying on NBC. In a $2.7 billion deal, the U.S. broadcaster kept rights to the competition, which could mean some interesting things for their coverage and for soccer broadcast deals in the U.S. at large. Felipe Cardenas is here to explain it all. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Monday, November 22nd. Felipe Cardenas is here to... Tell us a little bit more about this gigantic, huge, potentially big deal beyond the money that uh, NBC has done with the Premier League to broadcast all their games in the United States uh, for the next six years. Uh, Felipe, you've been following this story, you know, for at least a few weeks, if not a few months now. As far as you can tell from your reporting and other things that you've read, what was NBC's winning pitch to the Premier League in making this deal? I mean, I think it was familiarity. I think they they had that as a, as a competitive advantage. I remember talking to you before on, on another episode that the, the their competitors had perhaps a bit of a disadvantage in having to share other European rights. And so the the Premier League, I think, wanted to stay with NBC. This is my personal opinion. I really believe that they wanted to see to see NBC improve their pitch, prove that they were going to be the priority. And after the official uh, announcement was, was made, John Miller, who's an NBC Sports executive, you know, he said it himself. He's like, it was our priority. It was part of the mission to prove that the Premier League was going to be NBC's sole priority, their only soccer league. And he admitted that there were other, some of their competitors came to them with like, you know, let's partner, let's do this together. He said they were flattered, but I think that just went against their ethos with, with the Premier League. They wanted to show the league that they can improve on something that has already been well-established and highly successful. NBC can only go up, you know, there's improvements to be made, but there's enough, um, they have enough equity already with the Premier League that for them, it was like, this is what we can do. This is how we're going to improve the product. And the content plan, I think, really works in NBC's favor. There's a lot that they can do from a content perspective. I want to come back with some of the uh, things that NBC could possibly improve about their coverage, which is by and large seem to be very good uh, for, for the Premier League in terms of, of, a, of a quality standpoint. Um, 
But who were some of the other competitors that were sort of in the mix for this rights package? And I think it's interesting that for a lot of other leagues in the U.S., the NBA, the NFL, others, many of them, if not all of them, make multi-network deals. So you'll see the NFL on CBS and Fox and ESPN. Um, You know, NBA has a similar mix, but with different networks. Uh, Why didn't the Premier League go with that option? And who were, again, who were some of the other networks that, that were in the mix? Well, I, I think from my previous answer, I think it proves the Premier League wanted to, 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 to stay with one network. I think just, just making that streamline was important to them. Now, clearly they had some very important pitches and probably attractive pitches from networks like Fox, uh, CBS as well. Uh, ESPN, I think, was a major player here. From what I've heard after the fact, I think Fox was more of a participant than an actual big bidder, big competitor right now. They have a lot of rights to deal with already. I think they're definitely back in the soccer game. They have a lot of the European championships. They have the European championships through 2028. They have Copa America. They have the World Cup. And so they have enough there. But I think this was a big play for ESPN. It was a big play for CBS to to further establish themselves as a digital and streaming platform for soccer fans. Um, In the end, you know, I think NBC clearly showed that if they make some improvements on Peacock, which I think is universally known as not a strong streaming platform, if they can make those improvements, you're going to see a push there from NBC to perhaps uh, double down on the on the unique content that they have. They have some interesting shows already. Uh, NBC Sports Network, I think you're going to ask me, like that's going out of business, is going to be out of the picture. So they're going to have to rely even more on Peacock and some of the other linear networks that they have under the umbrella. You have uh, correctly uh, identified where I was going next with that. NBCSN, uh, NBC Sports Network, which is where so many of these games are actually broadcast. That channel is going away soon. Uh, NBC has to put these games somewhere. You know, does this mean that even more are going to be on Peacock now on the streaming service? How does NBC plan to make up the the difference for, you know, all the that that avenue to, to broadcast games? Well, when I spoke to an NBC executive um, in April, so this was during the bidding process and when someone that manages the Peacock platform, something that he told me was that uh, balancing the fixture list for linear and Peacock was a big priority. They know, for instance, that like the 1130 noon time slot is a big one for NBC. Uh, Telemundo has, has a big one as well in the morning. And then they're going to spread the rest of the matches through Peacock. I think, uh, you know, something I wrote in that story with Richard Deitch is like, you know, I know there's a lot of apprehension with adding more apps and paying for another subscription, but if you're a true Premier League fan, I think you're going to have to pay for Peacock. Uh, with NBC Sports Network now being completely out of the picture, yes, they can use USA Network to throw some games in linear, but you're going to see Peacock continue to be a product that NBC pushes. And so in the end, while we while soccer fans sort of they crave like a one a one one home, just give me one home for my soccer streaming life. Uh, the reality is that 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 if it's not ESPN Plus that has several European leagues, you're going to have to pay for additional streaming platforms. And Peacock is the one that is going to carry the Premier League in the United States. My kingdom for a single streaming service for every league that would make. This show is certainly a lot easier to, to plan, and uh, I think a lot of other people's uh, 
everyday lives a lot easier to plan and a lot cheaper as well. Uh, let's, let's not forget that. Um, so you've mentioned Peacock. We've talked a little bit about it. And you've also talked about improvements that NBC can make to their coverage. That usually would mean additions to the coverage. What sort of insight do you have in terms of what they have planned there? Is it a documentary series, you know, more on location stuff? I know they do that uh, occasionally. Are there, are we going to see more games on big NBC? Are we going to see a Ted Lasso spinoff show uh, <laughs> on, uh, on, on NBC or on, on, on Peacock or, or something like that. I guess HBO owns the rights to Ted Lasso. So that's really more of a joke, but what the point is, what do we have planned here, Felipe? Yeah. I mean, let's, I'll be honest. I don't have any key insights yet, but uh, in talking to Richard Deitch, uh, our colleague at the athletic, what we went through in that last piece we wrote was that, yeah, NBC has, they have a nice streaming platform. They have other content that they feel that particularly on Peacock, there's an audience there that can engage with like some other sort of like, let's say like a sitcom, a popular sitcom. Those, they might be casual soccer fans, but if they can begin to attract those people that are just sort of straight, like there to watch uh, different sorts of entertainment and then perhaps engage them with a show like Ted Lasso or engage them with a more docu-series style show like All or Nothing or Sunderland Till, Till I Die. You know, it's like those sorts of programs, I think, are are key to allowing NBC to build a robust stream platform. Like right now, Peacock is not that. But, you know, what's funny, you mentioned Ted Lasso. When I spoke to these executives at NBC over the spring, like it's like they take credit for Ted Lasso. Yes, Ted Lasso has moved on. It became an Apple TV show. Sorry, uh, Apple TV, not HBO. Yeah. I said HBO earlier. I know that's wrong. <laughs> right, right. It's on, it's on Apple, but it started as a spoof, a short on NBC on, during the Premier League. And so I've heard that from a lot of NBC executives, like taking credit for the creation of Ted Lasso. Now, if they want to do something to one up Ted Lasso, it's going to take it's going to take a lot a big investment in an entertainment style show. But like I wrote the other day, there's so many intriguing storylines in the Premier League that they can jump off of if they want to do docu-series. Um, and, and if they want to model or emulate the Netflix uh, streaming model, which is the best streaming platform there is, and tons of variety, uh, and and now they're really getting into sports documentaries. And that's something that NBC has to consider. That that's how how you bring more fans and more eyes to Peacock. And that I know from speaking to executives at NBC is a priority. That Peacock becomes a place where fans want to go, where they go and they stay. Something one, I'll add one last thing, Alex. One something an executive told me is that soccer is is not a great sport for ad sales. You know, you get halftime, you get pregame, you get postgame, and that's it. So. That means if you bring people to Peacock, you're going to have to keep them there. There are other ways to, you're going to have to find other ways to build an audience, to find, uh, to, to make money through, through sales that they won't get in a traditional, perhaps NBA or NFL platform. So Peacock has to do the work here. Uh, they, in that, that $2.7 billion that they've invested in the Premier League, like hopefully they're, they're looking at some of the revenue there and investing that in Peacock and making it something that, the viewer can rely on and is confident in that it's going to make the experience even better. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. One last question for you. $2.7 billion over six years is, is the deal. In the grand scheme of things, in terms of deals, broadcast deals for U.S. sports, so NBA, NFL, those sorts of leagues, it's actually not a whole lot. But for soccer in the United States, that is a gigantic amount that I think you or I or anybody that covers soccer hasn't really seen uh, for a soccer property, any soccer property uh, in in the U.S. In your opinion, what does the fact that NBC is willing to lay out that kind of cash mean for future TV deals for soccer in the, in the United States? I mean, we're looking at MLS that's about to uh, negotiate its own broadcast deal starting next year. You know, I don't think they'll get $2.7 billion, but does this maybe up the market uh, a little bit from from what they could possibly get? I think so. I think it sets a really interesting precedent for TV rights deals in the United States that obviously we're talking about soccer here. I thought something that was really interesting coming out of the official announcement uh, just a few days ago were the number of tweets that I saw from people saying, imagine if Liga MX took advantage of something like this. You know, Liga MX continues to be the most watched soccer league in the United States. That demographic, that audience is continuing to, to, to grow. It's going to continue to grow. It's younger. Uh, it's by culture. It's bicultural. It's diverse. Uh, and, and there's there, the viewership numbers prove it. The ratings prove it. So I thought that was interesting that people took the first league they thought of. It wasn't MLS. It was Liga MX. What can Liga MX do good point. to capitalize on this sort of deal that NBC has made with the Premier League? Uh, clearly leading up to the world cup in 2026 league MX is going to continue to be a big, big league in the United States. And MLS is going to be part of that. Right. But I think for me, MLS is still riding the coattails of league MX. They're trying to find ways to, to increase their viewership. It's still not at a level where they can really say, Hey, uh, you know, let's do a $2 billion deal. I, I don't think the case for MLS right now, but perhaps that's why, MLS is so adamant on on partnering with Liga MX because they see promise there from from a network and and television audience perspective. But right now, Liga MX looks like the one league here that can look at this and say, hmm, like, you know, when we get to a negotiation, what can we learn from this process that, that NBC, Fox and ESPN and CBS went through? Like, how can they capitalize on that? Well, it'll be interesting to see if that happens and in what way. Felipe Cardenas, thank you for coming on the show and laying it all out for us. Anytime, Alex. If you want to know more about the Premier League's deal, check out Felipe's story with Richard Deitch on The Athletic, which is linked in the show notes. Elsewhere in soccer today, it's pretty quiet. 
Rayo Vallecano plays Mallorca in La Liga at 3 p.m. That's on ESPN+. Serie A has a couple games on Paramount+. Plus. That's Hellas Verona vs. Empoli at 12.30 p.m. And Torino vs. Udinese at 2.45 p.m. All those times are Eastern, and those last two games are on Paramount+. Plus. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thanks for listening, and happy soccer to you all.